my one of my walking routes takes me by where the old visitation was. Yes, on Goodrich Fairmont and Fairmont okay. and and uh, Grotto. Yep. And so I looked up images of that. There are there are any. I found one picture of the old Viz really? Convent. Yeah. One. Why would that be? I wonder. I wanted to see all of it because I remember it from when I was a kid, but and I can't history. find any images of it. The history uh, thing, place, museum, That's weird. center. Somebody has pictures of those. There's there was a site I used to go to that had great historical photos. Was it the Historical Society? It was vintagepenthouse.com. Yeah, that, that's one of them I went to. <clears throat> what year did Viz move to Mendota? Uh, that's a good question. I should uh, look that up. In other words, what what year was the old visitation convent destroyed, torn down? What year is it? Twenty twenty three. I love. In nineteen sixty six, the sisters in school moved to Mendota Heights. Sixty six. Well, it's about the time the academy went. The Mendota <laughs> Monastery was slated to close in mid January. Um. They get you for a few bucks. Are we? I didn't go to the academy. No, Viz is, though. Is there a? I'd never sent a kid to Viz. Viz that was about is there a GL podcast tomorrow? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought you had kids at grandkids. That my kids went to Creighton. Oh, what'd you say, Ken? Sorry. We're working tomorrow, right? Correct. Yes. Fratelloni's. I'm writing today. Fratelloni's <laughs> Hardware and Garden Stores. <laughs> Just turned the on one minute and forty-five seconds ago. <clears throat> Not getting their money's worth is what you're saying, Chris. Well, I'm just sick of people being mad at me about stuff that I don't do. Well, if you do it, maybe they wouldn't be so mad at you. <laughs> We've been on you for years. Run that by me again. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I forgot to play. I have audio from a University of Minnesota professor named Melanie Yazzie. Y-A-Z-Z-I-E, Joe. Yazzie. Yeah. Yazzie. She said that the land back is going to happen during a teach-in about the Israel-Palestine conflict. The goal, Joe, is to dismantle the settler project that is the United States of America. All right, let's do it. Right here so, in our backyard. So we're giving money, land back. Yeah. Let's what if you could prove that the land your house is on was never owned by an Indian? Well, none of it was owned by anybody. All right, what if you could prove that no native family ever established a, a tent on your property hmm. that's not how it worked with the natives you're going to have to go deeper or try another route okay what if your Oops. house is in a neighborhood where native americans never settled they didn't settle though that's that's the route that you need to change they moved with the buffalo herd with the seasons hey, with the available game all right what if you could prove that your house is on uh on land where the buffalo never roamed where the buffalo uh, am i getting closer you're getting closer but then we talk about wisconsin and eastern minnesota where there might not have been I don't know. Did the bison go as far east as Wisconsin? I don't think so. The bison was a plains animal. Yeah, so it would have been further. If it was anywhere in Wisconsin, it probably would have been southern Wisconsin, Illinois. Well, southern Wisconsin is not at all plains. It's valleys and 
hills and canyons. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, who got rid of my sound bite? That's, uh, you're going to have to keep working on that one. Formulate. Uh, because I don't think the U of M needs to give the land back. I think they do it in order to shut up. But I don't think that was a hotbed of buffalo. Hey, uh, excuse me, homie. <laughs> well, what is, is it, bro? bro? But it's, we're from it's out of town. been well established that there were many different tribes along the Mississippi and what is now the Twin Cities. So the big issue for them is going to be finding which tribe. Uh, because many different, they all gathered down at uh, Coldwater Spring to do trading. Well, the elephant in the white man's room is that river. Yeah. From yeah. north to south. Yeah. All the way to New Orleans. New Orleans? Yeah. New Orleans. But I mean, uh, why should we pro? If they're just giving up U of M land to um, a tribe or the tribes or the nation, whatever. Do it. I grew up at White Bear, and that was uh, obviously well populated by the Sioux. Matamita means white bear in the Sioux language. Yeah. Oh, it does. Cool. Yeah. And uh, we uh, were Chippewa in my area. Can I tell you something? I have a vague memory of a teepee on what is now Matamita Avenue, which was. Montemino Avenue when I was a kid. It was one of those fake fiberglass. And no, it was a steel. real teepee. It was a real teepee. Uh, uh -huh. I can tell you it was on the corner of Montemino Avenue and Quail Street. That was back in the, what, 1890? What was its purpose? 1888. I believe people were living in it. No. I think so. Really? Yeah. I think you're mistaken. Chief Sitting Bull. Yeah, the Smiths he, just moved to town. He was killed by... Uh, Uh, he was set up by a couple other Native Americans, and then you know who's a badass killed Netanyahu. He, he was though by um um by uh, white uh, troopers, right, John? Right, white troopers who were working. Right. With... In that, I mean Calvary. Uh, Calvary. Thank Cal you. Oh, that's a mom. Calvary. Cavalry. Cavalry. There, that. Cavalry. 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 There's no way I'm going to be able to say it. Cal <laughs> Calvary Cal is a cemetery. Yeah, that's my church. Yeah. Uh, Cav Cavalry. Cavalry. <laughs> Cavalry. I got it. Yep. Cavalry. 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 Uh, Hardware and Garden gifted. Stores. I, I talk like, I've, like yep. I've got a vice grip clamped to my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, here's what I need from you today. I need Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores yeah. and EcoFun Motorsports. That's it? That's it. Jeez. Ken? Chris? I just need the school. Kids aren't going to get new shoes. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are going to hook up tomorrow, Reverse. Yeah. And oh, I'm going to lay down a fresh... Maple Grove Lock and Safe oh, yeah. for next week. That's right. I saw that. Because it sounds like they want to run that into the ground. Yes, sir. And anything else you need? Should I plan no. on a seafoam? Nope. 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 Because I, right. I got everything else taken care of before the All end right. of the week. We'll just do that uh, Maple Grove then tomorrow. Unless, do you want for next week's schoonover, do you want me to call Mike? I mean, I don't mind. Mike is it. going to uh, think on that. Got we it. We talked about it. Got it. Otherwise, what we can do too is I can just re rack your one from today. 
I had a bit of a uh, I, I had a bit of an uprising when I was looking at a visa bill. Congratulations. And I said to her, Uh-oh. what the hell is this thing? This something in Miami is shot. Uh-oh. She Miami. said, she said, that's the Schoonover charity. I said, oh, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the silent donor. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> hey, why aren't we getting this show on the road here? Rattalonis. <laughs> Uh, Come on, I got stuff to do. Oh, that's right. It's Thursday. Have I mentioned how much I love Thursday? Mm-hmm. Positive. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1214, December 21st, 2023. What a lovely, lovely day in the calendar for us 21sters. We'll get to that in a moment. 56 degrees on this day in 1887. You can imagine the glee held and felt by those pioneering 21sters and 24 degrees below zero on this day in 1916. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning technology corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Do any of you fellows play chess? I have with my son, yes. yes. Kenny? I don't. I do not. I, I'm ashamed to say I do not. I really wish I knew how. No. I'm also ashamed, and I would love to learn. It, it seems yep. like a great game. Yep. My yeah. nine-year-old will be able to teach you, as I'm sure Gabe yeah. would as Gabe well. Gabe can kick my ass every yeah. time. Four Did you moves. know how chess was so popular in Scotland? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Back in the 1400s, I... chess became very popular in a small Scottish community. There were a group of people in particular who were especially enthusiastic about it. It was that big. I mean, yeah. they 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 met to play chess with each other all day long at every opportunity, and nothing was getting done. Uh, and eventually the obsession that these people had with chess caught the attention of church leaders okay. who noticed that this group of people were even skipping church wow. to play chess. And this was seen as blasphemous, and they were ordered to stop, stop this. Yeah, well, knock it off. The town was being brought to a halt. Get to church because of it's all the Catholic chess. church. I, Catholic I think church it would have, well in Scotland. Oh no, it'd be Protestant. It'd right? be uh, it'd be the Church of England, I would imagine. Oh, and unfortunately, the draw of the game was too strong for these people. Mm. They couldn't stop playing, and they continued to defy the church. And finally, they were arrested and tried for heresy wow. for chess. I mean, Did you know that? Let's go. Huh. They were found guilty and sentenced to be burned at the stake. Come that's on. the way people, honest to God, wow. it's a true story. And this public execution was held in the town square, and it became the first recorded incident of chestnuts roasting on an open fire. You I'm are the biggest... Right right in the, I am. Uh, um, I got sucked right into it. That <laughs> right on my face. Yeah. The thing with that I'm, one, uh, boys, yeah. I gotta, I gotta be it's honest. It's all how you tell it. Well, yeah. I knew a joke was coming because you know, 
he gives me the very slight indication that I need the rim shot where you see him uh, motioning like uh, this. So I knew yeah, it was coming, but I don't know what the punchline is. I'm thinking, where the hell is he going with this? The whole time I'm wondering now, is this a new client? Uh, where what, What's he doing? <laughs> where? See, they were chest nuts. Chest nuts. About yes. chest. So this is the first incident of chest nuts roasting on an and open fire. To make it worse on my behalf, Joe, I actually used that phrase this morning in a traffic tweet. Chest nuts? Um, some uh, homeless people were having a fire underneath 94 at Glenwood Ooh. in downtown Minneapolis. Ooh. Were they roasting the chestnuts? And I just said chestnuts roasting on an open fire. You know, I always thought a chestnut roasted on an open fire would would be uh, somewhat brittle when you bit into it. It would be hey, crunchy. Wait a minute. They're it's, soft. It's chest. Right? Roast, with a roasted chestnuts. With a T. Yeah. yeah. Roasted mm-hmm. chestnuts are not uh, crunchy. They're soft. I, did, I never paid attention. I didn't know that either. Uh, are you talking... These nuts? Oh, I was waiting for it. Good job, Kenny. A married man is shopping at a mall for a Christmas present for his wife because he had forgotten to buy it until the day he arrived. He walks into a pet store to get a unique and unusual present for his wife. He looks through the categories of animals but can't find anything, so he asks an assistant if there's anything unique in the store because he needs to find something quick. The assistant thinks for a while then says, yes, we have a parrot that can sing Christmas carols. The man becomes ecstatic about this and asks the assistant to show him the parrot. As he is shown the parrot, the assistant tells him that the parrot's name is Chet, and the parrot will only sing you sing if you warm up his feet with a match. So the assistant pulls out a match and lights it. He then puts it under the parrot's foot. This causes the parrot to sing jingle bells. And the man says, wow, I've never seen anything like this. The man then asks if the parrot can sing anything else. The assistant puts the match under Chet's left foot. Chet then sings Silent Night. The man is amazed and buys Chet immediately. He then takes Chet home and shows his wife everything that it can do, and she's amazed. The wife asks, well, what would happen if they put the match between Chet's legs? He then replies, I don't know. Let's try it. Without saying more, they light the match and put it between Chet's legs. Then Chet clears his throat and starts singing... Chet's nuts roasting on an open fire. Chet nuts Chet was roasting. a bird. See, Chet was yeah. a bird on an open I'm, fire. Uh, I'm leaving right now. I ain't so got you know. time for this. That yeah, was a I horrible waste of time, Chris. I ain't got time for this. I'm <laughs> leaving and I'm putting the entire day on my timesheet. <laughs> I said earlier it's a beautiful, beautiful day for us 21st Oh, that's true. About 9.25 p.m. tonight, 9.27 p.m. The solstice occurs. The days will begin to get longer imperceptibly at first, but 21sters do not care about that. We just know that we've licked another winter. And uh, I have a few emails. I won't. I, well, I have many, but I will not. I will limit them to a few. Joe sent pictures of early ice out conditions on Lake Saint Croix. Okay. So that's an early ice out. Yeah. You don't want me to start doing ice outs yet. Not yet, please. And he says, "Happy twenty firsters day." And uh, Bert writes, actually, his name is Willard Solstice. Uh, <laughs> as as a twenty firster, he wishes to extend a hearty spring huzza to the mayor. Huzzah. Huzzah. Yeah, uh, like the Renaissance. So uh, uh, these are people like me. I'm a charter member of the 21sters uh, who I uh, who, who have pity on you normal people for whom winter is only beginning. Uh, Joe, I sent you an email on April 22nd asking to rescind my membership in the order of the 21sters. I did not make that request in haste. 
We had over 120 inches of snow, and my plow guy had moved eight inches of wet snow on April 21st. I just couldn't handle winter, only starting two months later. As I look out the window today, getting ready to head out on my morning hike, I see grass sticking out through what little snow is on the ground. It's going to be in the 30s, and the days are getting longer. This this must be from a fellow up north. Yeah, Thor of the North, he writes this. Uh, the weather has a way of averaging itself out, and it has, though it uh, may, because I told my plow guy back in April that I didn't want to see him again until next year. It is looking like that will hold true. Anyway, I apologize for my lack of faith in the 21sters and ask if I can rejoin Thor of the North. Uh, Absolutely not. No, I. you know, I'm a benevolent. Uh, yeah, you can. You. No, we need all the 21sters we can get. You're Thor, take your ex-wife back Thor welcome back in. Welcome wow. back in. <clears throat> now, you, you might understand why uh, 21sters uh, can allow themselves to be so delusional. Well, it, it helps us get over the, the hump. Okay. And we're over it. We're who who can't gut out six or seven more weeks of cold weather? Who can't? Huh? <laughs> we'll get over it. So for the ease of record keeping, meteorologists and climatologists consider December 1st the first day of winter. But that's not so. Mm-hmm. Astronomically speaking, the Tropic of Capricorn, 23.5 degrees south latitude, is aligned directly with the sun on the winter solstice. And that begins tonight at 9.27 p.m. our time. All right, officially. So that's when I say things like, hallelujah. Go tell it on the mountain. Uh, and now that's because the earth and the sun are in a, they have an alignment because of its tilt. The most direct sunlight is aimed at the Southern hemisphere during our astronomical winter and at the Northern hemisphere during our astronomical summer. What does that mean? It means that right now during our astronomical winter, the sun is becoming more aimed at the earth. Okay. Tilting. George the parrot would sing a completely different song. And I, I won't I won't bore you with the rest of this, but uh, this is just corroboration for those of us delusional enough to think that we've actually achieved something tonight at 9.27 p.m. And we have. The days have stopped. Maybe this is a way you normal people could better understand it. The days, tonight at 9.27 p.m., the days will have stopped getting shorter. That's it. That's we've we've peaked out. You can quit looking at me. I no longer, uh, I, I'm not pushing back against this. You're a 21st-er. I've, re- I've reached the age where I'm I'm with you, buddy. John, are you a 21st-er? Uh, I think so. Uh, Rook, I'm, I'm, I'm a normal person. You're normal, yeah. Reavers? I'm a normal person, but I still like to celebrate today. Well, don't be stealing our thumb. But I, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> it's what, like being Jewish, but you still have fun on Christmas Day. Light the menorah. Happy yes, Christmas. You know, uh, you want to know what? I'm still um, seething over last April. That was unreasonable. It was it I was, lost a half a birch tree. It's the worst experience in my, that last April. I, oh, mm, I'm angry about it. And I lost some lilacs. Oh, no. Where the bushes were so laden with snow huh. 
that they uh, they did not rebound. Upon, the branches did not rebound. Upon the discovery, okay. did you walk up to the lilac area and kind of give it the hmm. Yeah, often in disgust. I have yet to get around to snipping off the the branches that haven't rebounded, and if I don't, I I won't be able to remove snow in that area. Hmm. Better get on it. <laughs> Too bad we haven't had nice weather when you can get right. out and do that. It I is know, December twenty first. I, I, I haven't gotten <laughs> around to that to fall it. cleanup. Are you? Well, I'm going to get there. Sweet for the Christmas break. Uh, I saw something today that I have never seen. The week before Christmas, the road grader went by grading gravel. Oh, how mm. delightful! Yeah, yeah. Now, I balance this with my awareness that a number of, more than a number, quite a few people uh, have incomes based on snowfall, and they're suffering. But uh, And to make it worse, Joe, we might not make drivable ice this winter. I mean, drivable ice where they can pull their $50,000 very heavy fish house out on the lake with their three-quarter ton. Uh, Usually, right about now, is when we're approaching 12 inches and we're already out there with our pickups. When those fishermen were stranded on Upper Red and needed to be rescued the other day, the ice was six inches. I thought it was 10. Well, I heard six. Okay. Johnny, you're going to have to settle this one. I thought it was was 10. 10. Rook heard eight. Yeah, I heard eight. I'll have to check. I will go with the GL fact checker and whatever he comes up with. I could make it up then and you go with but it. But that lake is weird, Joe, because it'll be 10 in one area and open in another, and you get a little wind. And did you see the plane that landed on Upper Red? Yes. And then went through? Yes. Goodness. The other day on White Bear, on the east side of the lake, there were kite surfers in the water. Okay. And on the west side of the lake were ice boaters on the ice. Cool. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah that's, that's, you don't see very often. That's interesting. Yeah, that is. Nature is uh, endlessly entertaining, isn't it? It's just endlessly it wonderful. Stop entertaining. There's no off button for nature, Joe. <laughs> it, it would it would appear Joe is correct. Five to seven inches. Thank saying. you, John. You're welcome, Joe. I'm surprised that I was doubted. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize if you were offended. If you were offended. <laughs> I have great news about the city of Chicago's education system. It's working. Tell me it's working. It's going to work now. they got a new idea. Okay. They have a new idea. And this is Positive Thursday, isn't it? Uh, it is. Yes. The mayor is a Brandon Johnson, uh, much to the regret of anybody who might have voted for this fellow, but he's the mayor. And he and the Chicago Board of Education are eliminating gifted school programs. So you can't take any advanced classes because they're doing this in the name of achieving greater equity. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, Isn't that great? No. Oh, no. wait a minute. Yeah. No. Yeah, John, this is wonderful. Oh, no. no, it's not. You can so, achieve it, greater it, racial and social equity. Uh, 11 high-achieving selective enrollment schools are going to be eliminated. On those, what basis? To Equity. And those kids that are so, so smart to be in those classes are going to be as bored as hell sitting in the dumb classes with me. Chicago so, Board of Education CEO Pedro Martinez uh, said we're going to reduce stratification and inequity. So they'll eliminate the schools where the smart kids would go. 
I love this idea. Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. As we have previously discussed, major cities with failing public education programs are erasing performance gaps in their schools by eliminating the top performers rather than elevating the performance overall. Other schools have also eliminated or lowered proficiency standards. The board, the school board, will vote. Uh, they voted yesterday on the mayor's plan with the support of the president of the school board. The Chicago Tribune blasted, uh, is it Brandon Johnson? Yeah, blasted the mayor Johnson in an editorial for reneging on a campaign promise not to abolish the selective schools. But he, he's doing it anyway because it's important. You'll get equity this way. Every kid will be just the same. Um, and I think that's fantastic. President Gianon Xi has portrayed gifted programs as just adding stress. They just add stress because they allow only some students to achieve a higher level of education. That's not fair. She declared the goal is to change the current competition model so that students aren't pitted against each other, Matt. They are just by nature. No, they're by not. Nature. No, you can change this. Some of the targeted schools are among the nation's top performers, including Walter Payton College Prep, ranked the 10th best high school in the country. They're going to get rid of it, and I think they should. Mm. I think they should. Northside College Prep. Jones College Prep. However, these schools only highlight the failure of the system overall. Uh, one can imagine how thrilled countries like China must be as we decapitate our educational system to bring down both standards and schools to a new low median. Okay. But it's not. Uh, I'm reading from, uh, what am I reading from? I'm reading a piece by a guy named Jonathan Turley, who is a student of such things. Uh, as previously discussed, school boards and teachers' unions have long treated parents as unwelcome interlopers in their children's education. That view was captured uh, in, the com in the comment of Iowa school board member Rachel Wall, who said the purpose of a public school is not to teach kids what the parents want. It's to teach them what society needs them to know. The client is not the parent. It's the community. No, I, f I perfectly understand that. I think this is fair. I think it's generous. I think it's charitable. If parents want to have a say in their child's education, they should homeschool or pay for private school tuition out of their family budget. I agree. Hmm. Hmm. Parents who question unpopular policies are often treated as extremists. You know what? They should be. What are you, a communist? They should be. Harumph. Yeah. If you're the parent of a dumbass why would you want your dumbass to go to the gifted school put your dumbass in the dumbass class with me and matthew yes. okay have some Thank fun. You, Kenny. okay but it's not fair to the dumbass class well, that somebody's at a gifted school actually succeeding yes it is no well, first it's, it's all, unreasonable first of all what did we do the dumbasses, when the gifted got out of their desk and left and went to the gifted class, we all rejoiced. We had fun. There go the nerds. Right. Let's start comparing belly buttons and make <laughs> fart noises in our yep. armpits yep. and clip our toenails. That's right. Yeah. But that's being erased in the name of racial and social equity, which it should be done. 
This the is fantastic. Ass, the dumbasses don't want to hang with the nerds. No, what they're doing is making the dumbasses feel better by everybody being a dumbass. Uh, huh? I think it's fantastic. Imagine how confusing this would be for a gifted black student. Oh, they're, no, they're, no they're, you know they're going, now? you're oh, just you're a right. dumbass yeah. like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Leet, vice president of training at the Virginia PTA and vice president of communications for Fairfax County PTA, said parents would not force them to reverse their agenda, meaning out in Virginia, let them die. Don't let these uncomfortable people deter us from our bold march forward. I don't even know what the hell that refers to. <laughs> All I know is so. that in Chicago, we're going to do the right thing finally. So we've oh. propped up the dumbasses. The F students are now getting C pluses. They're now and dumbasses. The, and then the A plusers are down to B minuses. So everybody's on par with everybody's a dumbass in Chicago. That's the plan. I think it's fair and charitable and reasonable. Dumbass university. Get rid of those high achieving schools and seek mediocrity. That way, it's much fairer to those who will never see an A+. Plus. What's our, is our mascot us. a donkey? It's a donkey, right? Uh, I think the mascot is a uh, Dumbo the Elephant. <laughs> Dumbo the Dumbass. Yeah. Well, I, uh, congratulations to them. Congratulations wow. to Mayor Brandon wow. Johnson. Congratulations to the Chicago Board of Education. And congratulations to all of you people in Chicago who finally will have students no longer ashamed to bring their report cards home. They're going to be the same as everyone else's. Lowest and I think that's, denominator. you know what that is? It's wonderful. And it's time you change your attitude. You know. <laughs> wow. Okay, smartass. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. <laughs> change your I'm attitudes. Saying. I'm a saying, yeah. See, today's Thursday, so Mr. you have Big Thursday of today, yep. Friday, yep. and Saturday That's to get days, to Joe. EcoFun Motorsports and take advantage of the mix and match Christmas sale. Buy one item, get the next item 50% off when it comes to all electric bikes in stock, all Tau Motor Youth ATVs. They got that wireless kill switch so mm. the kid doesn't run into a brick wall. Uh -huh. Uh, Bintelli scooters, SYX youth dirt bikes in stock. It's a great time for Christmas. And if you mention you're a GLer, you know what they do? What do they do? They store it for you all winter. You don't Come have to worry on. about it. Come back in the spring and pick it up. They have youth ATVs for the kids. Vespa scooters are 10% off MSRP. And I'm thinking maybe for my last scooter of life, yeah. it's time to have a Vespa. Oh, you'd be good on a Vespa. Huh? Yeah, I'd look good on a Vespa. Yeah. Kenny can help you decorate it. I'd look good on a Vespa. Yeah. Uh, Accessorize. They got ATVs. <laughs> They're turning snow removal, and we'll get snow. They're turning snow removal into a winter recreation with great equipment, ATVs and plow blades and what have you, helmets, apparel, great service. It's ecofunmotorsports.com. Check out that website. You got three days left. This is a hell of a deal. Buy one item and get the next one at 50% off. That's fantastic. I told that kid who came up here from Chicago on the train the other day, if you had ridden the electric bike he stole from me, he would have been here two hours previously. <laughs> you know. So it's uh, Ecofun Motorsports. It's on Highway 97 immediately west of 35 in uh, Columbus slash Forest Lake. <laughs> and it's in Burnsville on the County Road of Life near county, the County Road of 
No, the, the service, service road service of life, life near County Road 42. That kid took the train from Chi-Town? Yeah, because he just wanted yeah. to for the hell of it. Chris. Oh. Yes, sir. Um, I screwed with all my levels here because I seemed so, so loud compared to you guys. Um, how do I sound right now? One, two, three, check. Is that Normal. good? Fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Let me just... Okay. That's my headphone. One, two, check. One, two. This is me. Hello. Now you talk, Joe. Hi, everybody. This is Joe. All right. That sounded like our first podcast. All right. Thank you. Uh-oh. What happened? To Hi, this? everybody. I can't believe how little I understood the concept. We we, we, we know. Oh, like you did. No, but we, we could tell you just, <laughs> you stared at us. What, what do we do? I, what do I do? Well, start doing the show. One, start talking. One, two, check. Hello. One, two. I changed to a really cool screen. Now you talk, Joe. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hey. Cool. I hope I stay on the screen forever. I don't know how I got there, though. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Oh, that's one. You got two of the classics in town tonight. Two original teams, the Lakers and the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal. I got this. Where I got it? Where I got it? Where I got it? Got this one. You know what the big test for the Timberwolves Welcome is tonight? Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> Will they, for the first time this year, lose two in a row? Back-to-back nights. And remember I was asking about Glenn Taylor, if he has a place in Minneapolis? Yes, sir. Yeah. A friend of his emailed me oh. and said, nope, they drive home after every game. You're kidding. He is, on, on occasion, he might have business in Minneapolis. And get they a would, hotel. They would stay over, but that's it. Holy and if he has work to do, his wife drives. I was so just going to say, drive driver? <laughs> he does not have a driver. Wow. <laughs> he sounds like the real deal because on this farmland that he leases, he often goes out and and at least once a year, he wants to drive a combine, and he talks to the guys. And he's a farmer at heart. Where is it in Mankato? The property? I have no idea. How does your friend know him? Well, it's Works a few, him. if I remember right, it's a few thousand acres. That's what I'm saying. I his, wonder what his, part of it is. His estate, you mean? <clears throat> no, the tillable. The and it's in both Minnesota. Least it's in both Minnesota and Iowa. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, it's, so it's he bought south. Tillable as okay. a uh, as an investment. Uh, so he's got to be south of Wyndham, then, doesn't he? He's that. No, you you don't have to live on your Tillable. I know guys that live here that have Tillable oh, in the that's Dakotas. True. That's true. There's yeah. no old residential area of Mankato, is there? Oh, like, sure. Like a Summit Avenue or Crocus Hill. Oh, sure. Um, Maybe he lives in that area. The well, what what would that area be? How do I get rid of this screen? Close to downtown, which would be, so I'm going to get emailed. It would you know be what? South, it's okay. I don't really care. Southwest of campus. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Yeah. Front Street. Joe, you want to hear about my exploits? On no, Front well, we, we have to get going here. We oh, have to get right. going. Give me a sec. Well, I, just, I need Rookie right now anyway, Ken. What's your need, bro? Uh, Rook from I'm a good one. I need. I'm a. I'm a. I need um, Welter. Zero res and sound story. What is your story? Tell me your story. <laughs> it was a dark, wet night. 
I believe I am looking at an aerial of his house. So. It was a rainy night in Brooklyn. A rainy night in Brooklyn. We have that sound bite. Do you really see that movie? Do you read Which the book? One? Rainy, rainy, rainy night, night in Brooklyn? Brooklyn? Yeah. I didn't know that was even a title of That's it. Rookie's yeah. sound effect for his fart. Mm-hmm. What's it? Oh, no, it wasn't a rainy night. It was, I don't know. I read the book. Then they made a movie that. Can they, we get going they, here? I love the rainy they, nights. They changed it by 40 years in the movie. John, I thought, why John, would I want to John, watch John, John, John. Yes, Chris. What can I do for you? Shush. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. My Christmas gift to you is the gift of cleaning. Now, no, I'm not going to come and <laughs> wow. clean your carpets, but I'm going to get you. You know a how, though, discount. don't you? I do. I'm a former. I was in the industry. Yeah. I know my stuff. Yep. I know my carpets, my rugs. Okay. You know, start in the corner and work your way back. Yep. And then you uh, you pre-treat the spots. You do all sorts of... I could work for Zero Res and be their best employee. But let's face it. Let's leave it to the professionals who are already working at Zero Res to come out and clean your carpets and get your air ducts completely clean. I got a great special for you, but I want to give you a little bit of history. Zero Res has been around quite some time. 4.9 rating on Google. Over 17,000 reviews. How do they back it up? The Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee makes it easy to get what you pay for. Zero Res stands behind every cleaning that they do. I have used Zero Res, and I will tell you that they do a fantastic job. Now, the GL Rookie Special, three rooms, Zero Resified, starting just $129. And don't forget about your uh, favorite hiding place for uh, dirt and dander. Yeah, that's your air ducts. This month takes $75 off. When you get your air ducts, Zero Res clean. Call Zero Res and get in touch with them, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and tell me you want the rookie special. Got to say it to get it. And you have to remember how to spell it, right? Forward or backward, it's spelled the same, Zero Res. I probably am going to sound like a euphorian here for a moment. Ooh. Harvard Crimson is reporting. Not some... Evil right-wing turd, but Harvard Crimson, the school newspaper, is reporting that it has found more instances of plagiarism in uh, President Claudine Gay's academic work. Wow. Now, they don't call it plagiarism. They've come up with a, a euphemism. Duplicative language. Oh, come on. I'm not making this up. (laughs) Matthew, how do we feel about that one? Duplicative, man. I would F that word. Mm -hmm. The House also expanded its probe into the Ivy League school, demanding to know whether students and the university's leader were held to the same standards on plagiarism. The Harvard Corporation, the university's highest governing body, released a summary of a review yesterday saying Gay will request three corrections from Harvard's Office of the Provost regarding her 1997 Ph.D. dissertation, the Harvard Crimson reported. Through additional review, I didn't get to the euphorian-sounding part yet. Okay. Through additional review, Harvard said it found two additional instances. Just a minute. I'm having trouble turning the page. Of duplicative language without appropriate attribution. I gotta do this here. Which means she was stealing, right? 
This comes more than a week after the Harvard Corporation said that while an independent review by distinguished political scientists of Gay's work found no violation of Harvard's standards for research misconduct, the university president would be proactively requesting four corrections in two articles to insert citations and quotation marks that were omitted from the original publications. Last week, Gay submitted corrections to the two articles published in 2001 and 2017, but Wednesday's additional findings regarding her 1997 dissertation deliver an embarrassing blow to the prestigious university. Okay, let me stop right there and sound euphoria. Let's look at this from the depths of the human spirit. Okay. This is humiliating for this woman. Yeah. She should not have been placed in this position. This is the this is the outgrowth to a certain degree of what's happening in Chicago. Oh, we're well, we're gonna have equity by 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 getting rid of competition for excellence. I'm not suggesting this woman is not intelligent. I'm not suggesting that she ultimately might have become president of Harvard, but she didn't do it through competitive excellence. She did it through uh, various diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, elevators that, that bumped her up all the way. And along the way, it turns out she might have been, uh, she might have been cheating on, on her work. Okay. Well, the humiliation should lie on Harvard's behalf because they didn't catch this. And uh, her, yeah, she should also be humiliated because, like you said, she cheated. Well, I don't even think Harvard was looking for this. I, I well, think it should have been. Well, but but the, you're you're missing you're missing. No, the, I, I'm with you. I'm you're with missing you. the horse that left the barn thirty years ago. Uh, they they were so desperate to to tout a black female president. Uh, that uh, along oh. came Claudine Gay, who looked like a like a perfect candidate, and she became the president. And and we learned of her shortcomings uh, when she had to testify about uh, kids on campus calling for genocide. She didn't know how to do that yeah. because she's been so uh, raised and so embraced by uh, the uh, the oppressed versus the oppressor mentality of the dismantling of Western society that she didn't know who to root for in that situation. And it was foundering. She couldn't, she couldn't handle it only to discover that she's, she's had some duplicative work. Ah, <laughs> so, wow. That, that, that was a lot of words you just said. Uh, it's getting uh, worse, Kenny. Just so, it's getting worse. Okay. Continue. On Tuesday. Harvard's re this past Tuesday, Harvard's research integrity officer. Hey. You think the wow. you think the failed hey. academy employs Oof. enough people? Yeah. Harvard's <laughs> research integrity officer, Stacy Springs, reportedly received a complaint detailing, and this is where I feel bad for the woman, and I'll continue to explain why. Detailing more than 40 allegations of plagiarism. 40. Well, was she ranging in place? from missing quotation marks around a few phrases or sentences to entire paragraphs lifted verbatim regarding Gay's academic works, according to a document obtained by the Washington Free Beacon? Yes, was the, yes, Ken. Was the research integrity officer in place when she first wrote these? 
I have no idea. It because sounds like a, something Harvard would have had on the on the payroll. Massive failure on that part of that person's part, unless, like you might be suggesting, if I'm just finally figuring it out, they may have known, but they didn't care. I'm trying to think of an analogy. She's been placed in a position where the people around her have had to pretend to a certain degree, where the people around her have had had to pretend she's this extraordinary human being who's risen to oh, this this level. Because and, they've drink, they drank the Kool-Aid well, and no, they the might, emperor has no clothes? No, they might themselves uh, have been overlooked to be president. They themselves might not be guilty of duplication. I really don't. If that's a word, duplicativitation. But but they had to acquiesce to the idea that in order for us to advance DEI, it's terribly important that we have a black president. And so now here she is, and she's in their midst, Mm -hmm. and she's maybe not quite up to their snuff. She very well could be if she had been left alone in life. That's the same of any human being in the United States. But if you take away competition, you take away uh, discipline, you take away the idea of individuality, you're only going to end up with more and more Claudine Gaze. And I, I feel for her, and I'm not being facetious. I, I, I think she's embarrassed. I think she's humiliated. The school's not not capable of admitting its humiliation for being party to placing her in such an untenable position. Mm-hmm. It's pathetic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually pathetic. And uh, and it's only going to get worse because the academy has failed, and right now it shows no signs of of correcting itself. It shows no signs of of rebounding and getting back to what they should be doing, which is teaching and having open open discussions and not condemning ideas they don't happen to agree with. Mm. It's a dreadful, dreadful situation. And uh, House Education and the Workforce Committee Chairwoman Virginia Fox, a Republican from North Carolina, sent a letter to Harvard Corporation senior fellow Penny Pritzker yesterday demanding more information about the university's handling of plagiarism allegations against gay in the unequal application of Harvard's honor code. Now, let me pause for a moment and tell you I'm a bit puzzled as to what role Congress has in this. Isn't this Harvard's problem? Harvard's a private school. What does the right. uh, what does Congress have to do with it? Fox said the committee has begun a review of Harvard University's handling of credible allegations of pra- plagiarism by President Claudine Gay over a period of 24 years. An allegation of plagiarism by a top school official at any university would be reason for concern, but Harvard is not just any university as styles itself as one of the top educational institutions in the country. Our concern, this is where Congress comes in, our concern is that standards are not being applied consistently, resulting in different rules for different members of the academic community, Fox wrote. Well, Fox, I got news for you, you Republican gal from, where where is she from? Where did I say she's she's from? from? North Carolina. North Carolina. The whole academy has failed, Fox. Uh, Different rules are being applied to different Uh, groups of people all throughout the educational system. And if this coming as a shock to you, you, A, you shouldn't be in Congress, and B, you haven't paid attention to anything 
that's been happening. Our concern is that standards are not being applied consistently, resulting in different rules for different members of the academic community, Fox wrote. If a university is willing to look the other way and not hold faculty accountable for eight, for engaging in academically dishonest behavior, it cheapens its mission. No bleep, lady. Yeah, Come on, that? wake up. It cheapens its mission and the value of its education. Students must be evaluated fairly under known standards, but the known standards are what have been erased. Mm -hmm. The known standards have, are what have taken the hit and have a right to the uh, see that faculty are treated the same. Uh, I, I mean, the letter cites the Harvard College Honor Code which states members of the Harvard College community commit themselves to producing academic work of integrity. That is work that adheres to the scholarly and intellectual standards of accurate attribution of sources, appropriate collection and use of data, and transparent acknowledgement of the contribution of others to their ideas, discoveries, interpretations, and conclusions. Cheating on exams or problem sets, plagiarizing or misrepresenting the ideas of language, of someone else as one's own, falsifying data, or any other instance of academic dishonesty violates the standards of our community as well as the standards of the wider world of learning affairs. Does Harvard hold its faculty and academic leadership to the same standards Fox demanded of Pritzker? Pritzker is the academic integrity officer. The letter concluded by requesting Harvard hand over all documents and communications concerning the initial allegations of plagiarism and the independent review of gay scholarship described in a December 12th, 2023 email to Harvard alumni and students. Hmm. The fellows of the Harvard Corporation released a December 12th statement backing gay despite widespread calls for her recognition for her resignation following her testimony before the House Committee on Education and Workforce to address the rise in anti-Semitism. Uh, uh, I, I don't care what Harvard does with her. I don't care if they keep her or fire her. Hmm. Uh, I, I think it won't make any difference. It's not going to change well, my because life. Because they would just replace her with another person that would probably have the same viewpoint, right? Essentially. Yeah. But most of that's from the Harvard Crimson people. It's not from the Boston Herald. What's the new uh, Boston Globe? Cheating word we need to keep in mind when we get replicative. No, I'm sorry. Duplicative. Duplicative. Ah. Yes, that's, that's, that sounds yeah, maybe one. not as bad as plagiarism. What if you changed a D to a D plus? That's that's cheating. That's duplicative, creative grading. Yeah, grading. What was it? D minus to a D plus? Yes. <laughs> you know, I think if I think it was worth a try. That was literature. That <laughs> was, was it at least class. the same color ink? I don't think so. I think there was some whiteout used as well. <laughs> I see whiteout gives you away. That's a that's a um, what that's a, a red herring. That's a red no, not a red no. herring. What it's a it's a it's a Bad it's an idea. alarm bell. Okay, okay. But isn't it red interesting flag. that red gay flag. gay is now getting in trouble for what the failed academy has been doing for years? I mean, she was only following the lead 
of where the failed academy is heading. Dumber and dumber and dumber. You know what I mean? Lower well, I, standards. I know absolutely what you Cheat mean. Cheat if you have to. Smoke them if you got them. Dig it to the top. But I do feel for her. She's she's in a is very this, awkward position. Am I approaching this wrong? Could this be a ray of hope that Harvard might have to get their S together, turn well, things around, that, and start raising standards? That could, that could be. Yeah, I'm not going to dispute that as a ray of hope. Yeah. It would be a. They don't even bigger, have to raise standards. They have to apply standards. Just, yeah, just follow. Would it even be a bigger ray of hope if she sobered up and stepped down and accepted responsibility for her actions? Well, let me let me make something more clear. I I'm going to assume because the Harvard Crimson is apparently capable of handling this that this just isn't her forgetting to put some quote marks around something. Right. If that's the case, she's being she's being treated unfairly. I don't think that's the case. I'm comfortable believing, unfortunately, that she perhaps even lifted whole paragraphs at times as is being reported. Mm. So it's not just a couple of quote marks that she forgot. Does I get the feeling that the world doesn't understand how serious plagiarism really is. I get the feeling that the United States doesn't understand how damaging it has been to make black people less than. Yeah. Speaking of that. How black, wrong and evil of that. Black professors and administrators have come out in favor and in support of gay. In, in, in Harvard's between a rock and a hard place. Gay represents everything they think they stand for. Only to discover that their anointed one, Claudine Gay, who even has a convenient last name. Right. <laughs> well, okay. That right. that their anointed one uh, quite possibly is compromised. So now what does Harvard do? On that note. <laughs> Matthew, we didn't have this problem at Brown, did we? No, we did not. We Was there a lot of duplicative... Yeah, we were encouraged to steal other disc jockeys' bits. <laughs> right, right. If you've been waiting until the last minute, how about a gift card from 30 You, you were duplicative. Yeah. Uh, I just got right. the note from Todd. Hey, Reeves, please continue to promote the gift cards. The dealers have been coming in in droves. So here's the bet. You go in there, you buy the $100 gift card at 30 Bales Restaurant, you're going to get 20 bucks for free. If you buy a $200 gift card, you're going to get 50 bucks for free. So go on in there. The Scratch Kitchen right there in downtown Hopkins, 30bales.com is the website. Uh, the weekend brunch in full force from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Let's see. He sent me a note from, oh, the breakfast classics, biscuits and gravy, farm breakfast, uh, stack of skillet. Let's see. Stack of boozy French toast. Now you're talking. Yes, sir. Over there in the no, corner. No, when you're done, I need it. Oh, you don't want to talk to me about no, 30 minutes. No, I like the sound of boozy French toast. Yeah. Rookie, chicken tinga breakfast tacos. That sounds incredible. I don't have it that. is a great breakfast spot. I've been there with my family for breakfast. It's fantastic. But if you're in the mood for takeout, they'll take care of you. Call yeah. call ahead, place your order, pick it up on the way home. They're the best. And go in there, say hi to Todd and the entire crew, and let them know you heard about it on the Garage Logic Podcast, 30 Bales Restaurant. I thought of an analogy for Claudine Gay. There's a great Rockford X episode where Angel, 
if you all know Angel is yes, always sir. he's yep. a ne'er do well and he's always getting himself into scams. And he finds himself having been handpicked by people to head up an organization that's going to buy a lot of land in the desert and they're going to develop it and they're going to have lakes and everything. Uh, turns out it's all a scam. Mm. But in the meantime, he's living in a suite in a hotel. He's wearing the silk smoking jacket. He thinks he's on top oh, yeah. of the he's world. I'm doing, I, I'm, I head up this or the whole time. He's just obviously being used right. and he's a sap. <laughs> now I'm not saying Claudine Gay is a sap, but Claudine, you've been used. Joe, I have a question. Who did you say was reporting that? The Harvard, Harvard Free Crimson. Beacon? Oh, Harvard, Harvard Crimson, Crimson okay. and the Washington Free Beacon. Yeah, the Free Beacon, I knew it, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. The, uh, Crimson and Clover. Are you over oh, and wow. over? Joe, are you purposely speaking like you're the class president of the gifted? You are using some jargon today my friend I haven't used any jargon oh yeah it's hard keeping up well i didn't make up duplicative that's what harvard's calling it you're using all sorts of rookie words lieutenant dan have legs in real life i feel for this woman i really do that i think Um, was one of the original ricey belly shakers on am 1500 well maybe i shouldn't but jabari price feeling bad for him or come on man like feeling oh, bad for Angel. Oh, come on, Himmler, really? I don't think well, it's quite that. It's probably not that serious. No, hi- no hyperbole involved there. Little bit of hype. I think there was hyperbole. 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 John, <laughs> what? When you get to your midway point, brought yes, to you by sir. North American Bank Company. Hey, listen up. This A-hole. show's done at one thirty. By L- the way, listen up, a holes. North American Banking Company is so happy with GL. They yeah. have signed up for the entire calendar year of 2024. Really? Thanks, cool. Kowski. Awesome. So, I by hope the they way, didn't hear you call them an a-hole. No, I called you guys oh. a-holes. That's probably um, because of my fine work using them as a news sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. It's no, John's Chris. dulcet tones. We're dumbass. <laughs> That's true. So, John, when you get to your midway point, please yes, look to Rookie. Rookie. <clears throat> Uh, Rook, I still need Welter and Sound Story. Okay. Ken, I'll take Schoon over as we bump back here. I would like to point out it was Motherless Brooklyn I was thinking of. That was the book. That Motherless I read. Brooklyn. Mm. Yeah, it was a very good book, but then the movie was set 40 years That's prior a, to that, which is weird. That's an Eric Clapton song, isn't it? Motherless Children. And actually, it's an old blues song that he covered. Actually, uh, actually, actually, can we get going here? And the drummer on that uh, piece uh, was I actually from Aphrodite. No, it was Jamie Oldiker, actually. Oh, Jesus. That was on 61 Ocean Boulevard. George Terry played the rhythm guitar. You cannot stop him. You just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here is uh, the often irritating Mr. FYI. (laughs) After he hears from Kenny Olson. The very irritating Kenny Olson. Positive Thursday, but we gave Schoonover, Mike Schoonover, the owner and proprietor of Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. We gave him the day off so he can attend the company Christmas party. Now, uh, you've heard us GLers go on and on and on, us here at GL, talking about the service that's been provided to, to us by Schoonover. But it's actually more fun to go online and read the car-wise reviews from Schoonover customers. I did just that, and I took a few notes. Ross, a Chevy owner, this is uh, just recently. Thank you so much for the quick service, the professionalism, even the car detailing. 
Oh, we've all had the detailing. It's so awesome. Uh, Ross says, I'm very impressed, and thanks for the shuttle back to work while my car was being worked on. Nice and friendly desk staff, too. Chuck owns a BMW. He's more than satisfied. His five-year-old SUV returned to him looking like it just rolled off the, the dealer floor. Chuck, is that his name? Chuck, lost an iPhone in his Beamer, couldn't find it. The folks at Schoonover found it and gave it back to them. Well, how Uh, hard could that be? Come on. You know how these things eat. They eat cell phones, man. Uh, You'll never find it again. Uh, Jill, she's in an Acura. The communication impressed her. Uh, She knew what was going on, when to expect her car to be completed. It looks great. The repair was high quality. She's very happy. Uh, And they were very helpful with her navigating through the insurance details. Susan has a Saturn. Here's one you never hear anymore. It shocked even me. Excellent mechanical work, and the work came in under the estimate. How often does that happen? Kenny, can I give an audio review? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Gabriel and I were there uh, the other day. It must have been Monday, dropping off his Jeep that needs some work. And that thing is so new and clean that I can't stand it. That place is gorgeous. It's the Taj Mahal. Was it uh, any of it insurance work? Yes, it's all insurance work, and I didn't have to touch a thing. They That's took care of it. everything. My son Ben was there when Nikki was dealing with the insurance company, and she, she said it was absolutely amazing. She was firm but friendly. She knew exactly what to say, got the results needed, and like all the customers say, she does it way quicker than they ever could. So if you need repair, body, engine, driveline, glass, whatever, or if you just need maintenance, oil, lube, ice cream juice, uh, tires, whatever it might be. Here's John Height in the newsroom. The best option in the Twin Cities is the official shop of GL, schoonoverbodyworks.com. We're going to have a 5 o'clock meeting, USOB. Yeah, we are, because absolutely we are. Yeah. Well, maybe tomorrow, but I can't. Right, he's got to go at one thirty. Definitely got to write. Definitely got to write. What did you say? Did you say I was often irritating? Is that yes. what you said? Yes. Hmm. Oh, I think he's trying to be irritating. Look at him. Yeah, he's trying to be very John, irritating. John, the clock. I'm sorry. What? The clock's no longer ticking. It's banging. Bang. <laughs> you know, uh, actually, yeah. I just got a note from a town council member saying this is the best newscast they've heard in quite some time. Is no longer just ticking. No, it is banging. It's banging. Let's we, go. Uh, we had on Christmas songs at my house last night, and oh, the Eagles geez. came on. The Eagles, you oh, know, man, I can't stand the Eagles. The, the first line of the song is "Bells will be ringing," and of course, I went, "Bells will be ringing." ringing. And I got some ringing. very funny yeah. looks around the house. That is a great tune. Why don't we uh, go to the news now? Well, cool. I've been trying to. <laughs> Why, thank you, Joe. This news is brought to you by the North American Banking Company. It's been a violent week in Minneapolis with the city seeing five homicides from Saturday to Tuesday, a span of four days. 44-year-old Franklin Ignacio Oriano was shot around 2.15 in the morning Saturday near the intersection of 5th Street Southeast and Hennepin Avenue East. There had been a fight outside a nearby bar. He approached a vehicle and was shot. He died on Monday. No arrests announced in connection with that one. 43-year-old Kesha Moore was fatally shot in the head by her boyfriend Sunday night in South Minneapolis. Her boyfriend has been arrested. 50-year-old Johnny Brown charged with second-degree murder. Uh, 42-year-old Shane Johnson found dead in an apartment building in South Minneapolis Monday afternoon. His death ruled a homicide. 
Uh, lead investigators do believe foul play is involved, but they have not arrested anybody in that incident. One other incident, officers were called to the scene of a shooting around 9.30 Monday night in North Minneapolis, a man in his 30s, not yet been identified by the medical examiner's office found in the 1900 block of 44th Avenue North. He died at the scene, no arrests in that one announced, and police officers responded to a shooting in North Minneapolis Tuesday where they found a man with a gunshot wound in the 900 block of Newton Avenue North. He was pronounced dead at the scene. He's not been publicly identified. No arrests have been announced. Uh, luckily, uh, we talked about the shooting at the daycare. The police chief uh, talked about all the shootings in connection with that. Luckily, nobody injured in that daycare shooting. That happened on Tuesday, 34th Avenue North and Penn Avenue North. Were you going to say something? No. I was in communication with someone yesterday on the phone, uh, someone that I used to work in the service industry with, who used to live downtown Minneapolis, and this subject came up. Keep all of these murder and shooting statistics in mind with what I'm about to tell you and what he reminded me of. First of all, the downtown activity, whether it's people that work there or people that go out downtown, is a fraction of what it was just about three or four years ago because of the pandemic. And we're still on a record pace with homicides and shootings and everything else. Adam Platt just wrote a big piece in the story. I haven't Review. read it yet. So, oh, that, yeah. How eye-opening was it? Was it? Well, he's he's struggling along with many of us to w- wonder what you do about it, what you do to get people back downtown. Hmm. And then people who say there's crime downtown, they always get ripped. They get ripped for by pointing uh, it out. For for well, you don't spend any time. Yeah, downtown. you don't live there. You can't yeah, comment. Get out. Okay, sounds good. Residents of Minneapolis will now have a new way to provide feedback on the city's police department and public safety efforts. Back in in October, the city council approved a three-year $500,000 contract for Zen City, a technology company that specializes in community engagement. The company has worked with several other cities and agencies, including Chicago, Seattle, and San Diego, offering residents another path to share comments and concerns while giving the city a better understanding of the residents' concerns and trust in the police department. Zen City launched the Minneapolis one earlier this month. Police Chief Brown O'Hara said utilizing Zen City goes beyond a consent degree, a decree or a settlement agreement. It's the right tool to help the residents of Minneapolis. The chief added he doesn't want the surveys to replace community engagement sessions, but rather supplement that feedback. I had to pick up a kid at the train station in St. Paul mm-hmm. at 11.10 p.m. the other night. 11.10, okay. And it occurred to me, if I owned a Ferrari or a high-tech Porsche 911 or a Lambo, I would drive downtown at 11 o'clock at night and create my own road course and then go 110 miles an hour because <laughs> you're never going to see another soul. Not a soul. Hmm. I was and that's same- where I'd do it. If you did it anywhere else, you might find a police. You might run into somebody. Yeah. Rook, I do know one thing about Zen City. Mm-hmm. If it was a restaurant, Joe would not eat that. Right. <laughs> Zen City would be off. I don't eat anywhere with the word city, city. in it. I don't eat city. What, what about it? Corral? Was it Rib City? Nope, I won't eat Corral. Rib City, yeah. It was Rib City. Rib city. <laughs> Is that close to Paradise City? It's even worse than Rib Ranch. <laughs> the ranch. Come to the ranch. It's a ranch. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Star Tribune reporting the second phase of U.S. Bank Stadium's enhanced security perimeter is expected to cost about $62 million. Some some that the uh, Minnesota Sports Facilities Authority will ask Governor Walls and the 2024 legislature to provide, according to the report released today. Sorry, Ziggy, you're paying for this. No. Oh, God, help me. Kansas City-based populist architect Tyler Robertson gave an update with the cost estimate and new detailed renderings of the fortified perimeter at the regularly scheduled MSFA monthly meeting. The NFL's Vikings, of course, are the primary tenant in the state-owned building. Officials say the main goal of the enhanced perimeter is to meet U.S. Department of Homeland Security anti-terrorism standards and protect those attending events inside the stadium without restricting access and movement. The MSFA also approved replacing the synthetic turf in the stadium for the second time since the building opened in the 2016 NFL season. There's an irony here, isn't there? You're you're needing to create security to keep out people who want to go into a building and watch people attempt to kill each other. That is irony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I just think we just need to help out, you know, the down and out of this world like Ziggy Wilf. You know what? I've never warmed up to Ziggy. This is just, this is thievery. I'm sorry. He needs to pay for this, not us. Mm -hmm. When you watch football, you get the feeling they're trying to kill each other. Well, you know what I meant. It's It's one step away from flag football. It's not football anymore. Oh, my, oh, my. It's a performance art. All right. But they sure get a lot of concussions. Yeah, not enough for my money. Oh, God. Moving right along. In the what news. would Butkus call these pansies? Uh, speaking of sports, Ricey had an all-timer. Um, he was commenting on the Gophers, and somebody said, "You're a, you're a a hole." And Ricey replied with, it "Should that be Ann." Ann. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You got two classic teams in town tonight. The Lakers and the Canadians. Are you going to the X? Original teams. No. I thought you'd go in the Montreal. I'm going to see uh, Calgary. The Nutcracker. No. (laughs) These nuts. These. No, I'm going to go see. uh, I want to see that kid from Chicago if they come. Oh, you're going to watch the Hawk. Yeah. The 2024 Minnesota Ice Festival has been canceled amid our warm winter temps. A spokesperson for the event said organizers made the decision yesterday to stop construction as temps are predicted to remain above average for the foreseeable future. The ice for the festival has already been delivered to Viking Lakes in Egan, although it is under insulation. So that will protect it from melting until it can be used in a public celebration later this winter. Uh, why don't we take a short break here and see what Rookie has to tell us. Well, thank you, Johnny. I, I truly appreciate that. And I want to tell you guys about the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful gift I have this year. And it's called Sound Story. It can be found at mysoundstory.com. This is uh, an uncharacteristic gift, but this is a gift that you will never forget. It's just days away from Christmas. Take care of your holiday shopping with a gift that your family's going to love, not just this year, but for years to come. And you can do it in a matter of a couple of clicks to purchase a gift card at mysoundstory.com. What Sound Story is, it's brand new this year, a professionally produced hour-long conversation in which you or your loved ones are interviewed by someone like me, a conversation that includes their experiences from childhood, school, meeting that first someone on a special date, 
whatever they want to tell. And it just goes for generation to generation to generation. With Sound Story, you or your loved one's voices and stories are safe for your family forever. Where do you need to go? You need to go with your siblings and go to mysoundstory.com. Pitch in on a gift certificate for your parents and go to mysoundstory.com for a limited time. Enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT. You get 10% off that Sound Story gift certificate. Imagine being able to listen to a podcast like that. It would be a gift you'll never regret giving, but it's a gift that everyone in your family will love. MySoundStory.com, promo code FLASHLIGHT, 10% off the gift certificate for Sound Story. Promo code FLASHLIGHT at MySoundStory.com. Let them know Rook sent you. Rook, I do want you to know I was paying very close attention to your ad while I was monitoring this video. Ready? Yep. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. I love or the, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> or there's the one where the little guy is throwing the shot put and then somebody throws an olive into the frying pan. <laughs> Why is that funny? Because it's funny. Because that's funny. Now that's funny. Now that's funny. Huh. Here we go. Nope. Here we are. He is ready. You may not be ready, but he's ready. Joe Souchere. What are you writing about today, Joe? I don't know, but it better be nice. You can't drop a negative bomb on Christmas Eve morning. You can, but... I'm going to drive a British car tomorrow. You're going to do that? Why not get it out? It'll be 50 degrees. Let's go. How are the potholes on that uh, parkway? Which parkway? Uh, I think it's called Mississippi River Boulevard. It's pretty good. They're pretty good. They're, we're okay. That boulevard's okay. Uh, Edgecombe is now done. Uh, well, there's been no... Fairview is oh. done. Hey, I noticed something on the traffic cams. Is that bus place gone? The one that said hiring drivers, no experience needed? I only see that for school bus. Yeah, it's on the corner. Right of, over here. Yeah. Is that place still there yes. or did they move? No, that place is still there. Oh, it looked like the parking lot was empty oh. of buses. Kenny, you mean this one over here? Yes. It's on Wabash yeah. or something? Yeah, I just drove by it. Monday. Wabash and Otis. Monday. I right, drove by yeah. It. yeah Wait, what are you talking about? Wabash and Otis is a school bus corral, and they have a sign on the fence, drivers needed, no, no experience necessary. What is... I'll check it out today. What is that thing on the corner of town and country that they've been working on forever. How would that's, Joe know? That's the Metropolitan Council. By there. That's the Metropolitan Council working on some sewer situation because it often smells like a sewer. But there's a big <clears throat> building there. No, I was a little uh, brick building. You mean? Yeah, it's not big. Okay, it's I was pump re- house or something. Oh. Is that one of the oldest clubs in the country? The oldest club west of the Mississippi. How would Joe know? Well, I was reading somebody. Yeah, somebody I know. Somebody took a swipe at it on social, and then a whole bunch of people rushed to its defense. And 
changed the guy's mind. He's like, oh, well, in that case, it's well, cool. St. Thomas is going to buy it and level that place sometime soon. No, Plus the that, offer they made was ridiculous. Plus oh. that place does something that no other country club, uh, to my knowledge, does. In the winter, they throw open the gates and all are welcome to go sliding, which in my world, that's pretty damn cool. And you know what, and what confuses me about that, Kenny? That, that the legal reason for that is it mitigates the those hills being an attractive nuisance. In other place. words, if you lock the place up and a kid went up there and crashed his sled into a tree, you're, the way I understand it is you'd be more likely held liable than if you allowed the kid to go in huh. and yeah. sled. Best sliding hill in town. I did learn years ago. Plus, I, I've heard from people that say the club puts out hot chocolate for those kids. No, that's and cool. you can walk in and get it in the lobby. Little urchins. Yeah. I don't know how lucky they are. I learned years ago from the man sitting to my left that if you walk into the clubhouse, you can order a, you know, a drink, put it on someone's tab, and, and not have to pay. I, I've, I've seen that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Just put her on 509. He'll take care of it. I don't know who 509 is. <laughs> Who's in that club? Is like Latimer or somebody in that club? Who I'm trying to think of who next well, time I'm George. going down the boulevard, I'm going to swing in there and <laughs> put it on somebody's tab. I need a roadie. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a guy that we know that may or may not be the title sponsor that wouldn't. You want to keep it up? Wouldn't bat an eye. You want to? Oh, I'm talking about Mike. Oh, yeah. He yeah, that's whose bill I'll put it on. He wouldn't give a crap. What's his number? <laughs> he would look at it and go, oh, Kenny was You want to take golf carts, just keep it up. Joe, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cue the talent. Stand by. Here's a man who spins. No. Nope. You did that one already. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. Give yourself the gift of fantastic water this holiday season. Well, first, get off your arse. Call them today and get on that schedule for that free water analysis. Of course, I'm talking about Hofferman Water and Connecticut. 612-895-2440. Write it down because I know you didn't. 612-895-2440. Have them come out for that free water analysis and then you know what? Make the assessment and see what you might be in the market for, whether it's a water softener, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or maybe you just want to go with the brand new drinking water system. Kinetico and Hofferman Water are going to take care of you and your family, and your water quality is going to be amazing. I've been a customer of Kinetico and Hofferman for years, and I am so happy that I made the switch, and I know that you will be too. You can also visit their website, hoffermanwater.com, and see every single system that they have to offer, 952 excuse me, 612-895-2440. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. Johnny. Thank you, Chris. In other news, yesterday we talked about some flooding issues on the East Coast. Today we have flooding issues on the West Coast, California specifically. Torrential downpours hitting Oxnard this morning with more than a month's worth of rain falling in one hour. 
The rain is from an offshore Pacific storm moving through the area. In addition to the rain, the National Weather Service warns of a small tornado risk. Wind gusts topping 40 miles an hour and widespread flooding could be around most of the day. And the wet weather is expected to continue through Friday. Social media photos showed flooding reaching midway up vehicle tires, with one account saying emergency personnel in the area were stretched to the limit, rescuing those stranded in the flooding. The National Weather Service LA office said that Oxnard Civic Center recorded more than three inches of rain in an hour more than an inch above the monthly average. John, is that the LA area? Yes, correct. Okay, I've been I've been doing something lately. I'm the first to admit it it probably cannot constitute any empirical evidence about anything, but I have been all, noting attendance in box scores at cities where the nightly news has told us that the weather's so bad, How bad that is they it? you know nobody's functioning. So let's see. Tonight, you've got a Thursday night football game. New Orleans at the Rams. Check the attendance tomorrow. If it's really devastating, will there be 65,000 people there tonight? But the stadium's indoors. Right, but you still have to get there. Oh, okay. Okay, NBA, there's no West Coast games tonight. How about NHL? Any West Coast games tonight? But you've been to L.A., Joe, right? Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I talk to my kid, you know, it's a hundred miles long, basically, when you count all the cities, et cetera. I know. Okay, you got California at Anaheim tonight. Okay. Arizona at San rolling. Jose tonight. Don't, he's rolling. I'm on a roll here. Don't yeah. stop me. I don't care what <laughs> your kid said. I got I, a theory. I have to stop you. Okay. Because the American public agrees with you in survey after survey yes. after survey, the common man doesn't give a damn about this. No, I'm I'm talking, I know this, it isn't necessarily a climate change that'll lead the news. It's just any weather event anywhere in the country yeah. leads the news. And I always make it a note to myself, check the box scores. Yep. Oh, people, You've last, been doing that for years. The Boston had terrible weather the other night. The wild one in overtime. It yep. was sold out. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Well, that gives me no. faith. That gives me faith in Americans. Thank you. I told you, I said, I'm the first to admit it really can't mean much. But I think all it means is you need a hobby, Joe. (laughs) Well, I I got a hobby. I was, I have to admit, I was a bit blown away by (laughs) him doing that. It would never occur to me. That's, you know what? That's why you're the mayor of Korea. That's right. That's right. Uh, In the aftermath of that Colorado Supreme Court decision on former President Trump, a new poll conducted by YouGov America found that 54% of Americans and even 25% of Republicans approved of the decision. The court released its opinion holding that Trump was ineligible to reprise, uh, reprise, reprise his role as president because of the 14th Amendment's clause barring insurrectionists from holding office Tuesday. And a not really unexpected result of that decision, social media outlets have been flooded with threats against the Supreme Court justices in Colorado who ruled in the case. Advanced Democracy, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization that conducts public interest research, identified what they called significant violent rhetoric against the justices and Democrats in response. Yes, you in the yes. Upon further review, this thought occurred to me later in the day after the program yesterday. This is just for the primary, correct? That's correct. Correct. Well, Biden won Colorado by a pretty decent margin last election, correct? Correct. correct. So isn't this going to do the exact opposite for 
the left and what their intention is, right? Wouldn't this have? In other I words, was reading this, about this. Yes, just going to fire up everybody to to go out and vote for him in other mm. states that aren't Colorado. Mm. I don't. I was reading about this yesterday, and I was falling into the trap of saying you don't want the courts deciding who can run for office. No, but that's, that's not a trap. Well, but that's not what this is. Then it's what the, is it? it? It's the it's the language of the Constitution itself that the justices interpreted as disqualifying Trump from the primary. They're using the language of the Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three that clearly to them means Trump is not fit to be on the primary ballot. It wasn't the judges saying we're deciding Trump's shouldn't be on the ballot. They're saying, according to the constitution, Trump shouldn't be on the ballot. And I think there's the, a distinction there. What was the vote? It was pretty close, right? Four to four three. To three. Yeah, four to one, three. one vote. Yeah. So Rem it, it, that's why elections and voting matters. Right. You got to. Yeah. Right. Remember, this was also an appeal of a lower court case where the, the judge, right? the judge ruled, yes, but the judge in that case ruled that indeed Trump took part in an insurrection, but it wasn't enough to keep him off the ballot. So, like Joe said, if they're dealing with questions of law and they're just reaffirming what the first judge said to go along with the Constitution, you know, who knows? But wasn't he acquitted of insurrection back in last spring? I think he was. He was by whom? Who or whom? I don't think he's ever been acquitted of anything. No, he's, in fact, he's, he's the January 6th thing, I think, is still how many cases are involved right now with that? About 20? Yep. In Georgia, where he's up on insurrection, well, insurrection, being an insurrectionist. Etc. Uh, he was acquitted in Congress because that wasn't that part of what one of the uh, uh, impeachments was about. The trouble this... is that he's bollocked up his life so bad that you can't keep track of the cases. I saw a thing this morning yes. that said he has different legal teams for every, every case, and they keep doing things that hurt his other cases. Well, he'll. So... I told you uh, two years ago, none of this will ever end. <laughs> you guys are. Just, I'd be worried about getting paid. Oh, I would too. Fascinated by Trump, you too, aren't you? Um, it, it, what's happened here is now the courts have gotten involved, which means the Democrats will run this country into the ground. The Democrats will run this country until it's called West China. <laughs> what a terrible huh? name for a country. Can't yeah, find really Let's find a better name than West China. East, uh, East China? Better. Okay, that's better. In uh, in another the case, is, though, is we only have eleven more months of this hyperbole. Yeah, hyperbole on a hyperbole. in the hyperbole this year. Yeah. <laughs> it should be somebody that has. A I was just going to say, with all the college football <laughs> yeah. bowl games, we should have the hyperbole. Right. Yeah. There's got to be a medicine or something named hyper Brought something. Brought to you by ADD. Right. The Tasmanian Devil it's, brings you the hyperbole. Then we'd have uh, old Professor uh, Pedantic here going. It's hyperbole. Actually. Actually. <laughs> you guys are such bastards. Just crazy. In another case involving the 2020 election, Rudy Giuliani must immediately 
pay $148 million in damages he owes to defaming two Georgia lawyers. And since this story came out, uh, the judge yesterday wrote this in an order yesterday saying uh, he should, he has to pay immediately immediately. Uh, now this morning, apparently, and I didn't yeah. see what state, I believe it was Florida. Julian has filed chapter 11 yep. in yep. Florida. So uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Isn't uh, he about a hundred years old? No, seventy-eight. Like is that all? Seventy-eight or older than that? Depends if they show the picture where his makeup is draining down his face. <laughs> Wasn't that the hair dye? Going That's on? hair oh, dye. Oh yuck! That was not I, a uh, I think I've told you guys this. I played in a band with a very nice gentleman who was older than us. Had that same problem every time he'd start sweating when he was singing. His hair dye'd come down. Hair dye would start coming. Oh Jesus! I'd leave the band. Yeah, well, we all we all turned this way, so we yeah, couldn't right. see him otherwise. Remind it, didn't Bob have that issue with the, or was that the self tanner? That was the self tanner. Wait a minute, I didn't. <laughs> and I, I I I walked in one day and I was with Gabe, and I I used a different word, but I said, "Dad, what did you do? Pee on your head?" And Gabe was horrified. And <laughs> so hair dye and self tanner runs. No, it doesn't. No it doesn't run. Self tanner doesn't run. But when your head is virtually white, and then you see strips of where he padded the yellow like a like a handprint, like, uh, he's doing crafty designs on his forehead, but he just padded it on there. With so his... Gabe was uh, uh, in shock about how the old man looked. No, and you saying it? Said, oh, Dad, oh. what'd you do? Your yeah. head? Yeah, oh. and. Uh, and it, it wasn't mean spirited. It was because no, I no. told my dad, "Don't you're not fooling anybody." Yeah, don't use that stuff. Plus, you look like Trump, where he has the raccoon eyes yes, when he yes. uses the yeah. orange stuff yeah. on his face. You know, Ethel downstairs playing oh. checkers. He's really not that. She's uh, into the self tanner. Yeah, and puzzles. Yeah, mass shooting in downtown oh. Prague today, and they've updated the number of dead. Uh, Fifteen people, at least, now killed, including the mm. shooter. About thirty others injured. The Czech police and the city's rescue service said police gave no details about the victims. They said officers were deployed due to a shooting at a school in Jan Pollock Square. The philosophy department of Charles University, which is located in the square, was evacuated. Pavel Nadoma, the director of Rudolfinum Gallery, which also is located in the square, told Czech public television he saw from a window a person who was shooting a gun toward the nearby Mains Bridge across the Valtalva River. Uh, no more details, but the shooter is dead, according to police. Hmm. Uh, Rook, here's your story, okay? Okay. Bargain hunter in Virginia hit the jackpot earlier this year when she discovered a vase at a Goodwill. Paid three ninety nine. Vase, right? Paid three ninety nine for it. Got over a hundred grand for it at auction. It'll happen. That can happen. And the the bidding auction place told her it could possibly go for thirty grand, and I think it went for one hundred seven. One hundred seven. Yep. What uh, what was its significance? Uh, she, 43-year-old Jessica Vincent bought the vase, and uh, it was made by a renowned Italian architect, and it's a very rare piece. She said she had a feeling it might be worth something when she bought it. She thought it could be linked to Murano, an island in Venice popular for its glasswork. She said she thought it might be yeah, maybe a grand, $2,000. Uh, joining Facebook groups to ask for advice, she was told it might be the work of Italian architect and designer Carlo Scarpa. 
She mm. then went to Wright Auction House, sent photos photos to Richard Wright, the president, who had a really good feeling about it the moment he saw it. Uh, it uh, appears that it's part of a Penelat series that the artist designed in the 1940s. It's not known how many of the vases were made in the series. Uh, it sold for, like Rook said, 107000 Of that, Ms. Vincent takes home eighty three five. But she said she wow. couldn't. Yeah, she could not have taken the risk of keeping the vase at home, saying she wanted to get it back out into the art world. All right, I'm going to ask a question. I know Kenny's answer. Does she have an obligation? No. To find the owner of that vase. No, no. it's at a goodwill. It's at a goodwill. She purchased it. Two things. Uh, Those places smell funky. I mean, funky. And they like their oatmeal. You, Joe, I was in one recently. Funk. You can smell it in the parking lot. All right. Number two, you go in there looking for an ashtray, and you get elbowed out of the way by these roly-poly old bags with <laughs> wide elbows looking wow. for the next $100,000 painting yeah. or boss yeah. or whatever it is. It's an irritating experience. Yeah, that's me. That's I, what I do. I love Goodwills. Love Funky. Books, albums. Mick, Mick picked up Used a, underpants. No. A term no. limits... Hardcover no. by Cloak and Dagger Press. That gave it. it to me as a. Uh, that's gift. keep it. That's I, a keeper. That's the second one I have, and it said to Matthew. Right? Yeah, yeah to Matthew. <laughs> Boy, I wish I had my copy. Remember, you gave me a. a yeah, well, I yeah. even had one before hardcover. Yeah, I had you know, a he rough. Had, he gave it to paper draft. You know what that'd be worth today? Yeah, a lot. About one hundred seven thousand at auction. You maybe get, walk away with eighty five grand. Uh, what are they right. called? They're labeled right there on the front page. Pre something uh, something. Uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of those. Pre duplicative. Authors te- authors proof. <laughs> or, author, authors like proof or something like that. Yeah. Let's yeah. take a time out and come back with this day in history. But first, we need to hear from Rookie. Well, we can do that because I'm going to do welter heating and air conditioning and everything else because the welter family has been around for four generations, one over 100 years. That means that the family, through all of their 100 Christmases and holidays, get together on Christmas Day, have a great meal, and then they get right back to work the next day because I understand and maybe you'll have problems on Christmas. I hope you don't. But if you do, they have the number to call, and they will get a certified tech out there as soon as possible. The Welter family would like to wish you and all of you listeners a wonderful Christmas day and Happy New Year. And if you have any type of questions, please call them, 612-825-6867. Visit their website, welterheating.com. Again, click on the blog, and you might find your answer, and they won't have to send a tech out. Welter heating, uh, welter air conditioning, air purification systems, they do it all. And if, just write it down, write it down and put it on your fridge. Put it in your telephone closet, 612-825-6867. Remember, it's welter heating. Heat up your shelter this winter with Ray and Welter. Belch not included. Yeah, It really he changed everything. Changed it's when you turned everything, the microphone. Everything. I, everything. I had to turn off Joe's about? mic because all you could hear was. But no, did you, you didn't hear the difference in how Matthew sounded. Yeah, because no, really, because I turned mine off as well. Because yeah, I, you got what did I miss because our two Do mics some reverb tend to bleed into each other because we're yeah. so close to each it other. It was very, very noticeable. Let's go here. It went to like down smooth. commercial. 
commercial studio, like somebody cutting a commercial, just perfect. Just yeah, because then I would have gone like this. Your attention, please. Uh, Call Welter. I do have audio <laughs> that just broke from your president, but do you want to? Well, what is it? It's mumbling nonsense. Let's hear it. Nice you, should, you should kill Joe's mic anyway. He's shuffling papers and picking yeah. his nose. And Usually I do that once he starts to lose interest in whatever rookie or I are saying. I have no uh, loss of interest. <laughs> yeah. As far as you know. You ready, Joe? Let's, yeah, let's, let's go. go. Right. Come on. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Our president, you have breaking news with our president? He apparently was in Milwaukee today. Um, he looked a little confused as he left the stage. But while he was on the stage, he had this to say about his visit. I come from a state that has the eighth largest black population in the country. And uh, as they say, the saying goes, where I come, you bring me to the dance early on. <laughs> What? Holy crap. He's not going to make it a year, guys. You brought wow. me to the dance. What? One more time, Press. Oh, yeah. I come from a state that has the eighth largest black population in the country. And uh, as they say, the saying goes, where I come, you bring me to the dance early on. It's not even funny anymore. I, I think it's dance with who brought you. Right, right. Well, I get that part. You got to dance with the fat one. I didn't get the first part. That he came from the I came, came from a from state, the state that has the eighth largest black population in the country. And as they say, the saying goes, where I come, you brung me to the dance early on. All right. Only because they come to us all the way from Lake Las oh. Vegas, Nevada, from the traveling linemen. This is nifty. It was on this day. One, two, two, one. In eighteen eighty-five, the Nushka Toboggan Club was formed. To promote the St. Paul Winter Carnival, the club sponsored toboggan rides on Crocus Hill, snowshoe hikes to Miriam Park, and parties on Washington's birthday. <gasps> Nushka means look, exclamation point, yes. in Anishinaabemowin, the, the Anishinaabemowin, the Ojibwe you. language. Okay. And finally, on Make this which. day. Make when do which. you start writing your clues? Is it around this time? No. On this day. December 21st. In 1998, television's original Betty Crocker, Adelaide Holly Cumming, died in Seattle. Cumming starred in the Betty Crocker show beginning in 1949 and remained General Mills advertising icon. Oh, that's got to uh, get the horn. You get the horn for that. Even I don't know what my I got it. Until 1964, after which she taught English as a second language in Seattle. So apparently the original Betty Crocker wasn't even from here, even though General Mills was here. Hmm. Betty Crocker's name was Adelaide, Adelaide Hawley Cumming. Huh. Thank you, G.I. And I'm looking up the Nushka Club. There's some uh, neat history there. That's how they started the carnival. Yeah. All right, this is how you start getting hooked on Garage Logic. You go to the YouTube and you subscribe to Garage Logic for free. No charge. It's on me. Then you're picking up the tab for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> you go to garagelogic.com, sign up for the town council so you don't miss out on pre show, post show, in between the breaks on the show. You get all sorts of fun entertainment and you get invited to special events. 
That's ten bucks a month, a hundred dollars for the year. We'll give you two months free, and you have to go to garagelogic.com. You have a mutton tonight? in a row you're not having money <laughs> copy that i have to laugh okay joe yeah i'm ready for you okay chicago schools have success figured out yep new sins everybody will be a dumbass <laughs> <laughs> Is dumbass one word? No. Okay. Got it. Harvard's president, Claudine Gay. C-L-A-U-D-I-N-E. Yep. Okay. Okay. Is found suspected of being duplicative. D-U-P. Yep. L-I-C-A-T-I-V-E. Duplicative. Duplicative. Okay. And a fantastic day for the Royal Order of the 21sters. That's just the numerals 2 1 and stirs. Order. Oh. And that's capitalized. 21st period. Uh, apostrophe ers. John Height. I know him. Goodbye, council. Goodbye, boys. Goodbye. Such. John, don't forget to send me news stories. I am working on it right Reavers. now. I turned the heat down. Why is it? Reavers. Yeah. You got to do something to remind yourself not to forget the scrambled one. Oh, I won't because I have to do a harmony read for How it. How about get a yellow post-it note and write <laughs> scramble and then just put it no, on. and underline it. And underline it, to yes. Si to signify its importance. Yes. And then if you do payroll, if it's really important, you have to circle it. Well, I didn't do it. I got to do that. Hey, we got to do that tomorrow. Yeah. You better underline it. No, let's stick around. Let's, let's chat about yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it today. Look at Scramble. Okay. And look at I'm going to do this. Boom. Look at, see? Oh, you did yeah. a zip. Uh, I did a squig. Where you can't lose it. Right here. Look at That's key. Look at there. Right there, there on your forehead. Not going to refer to no. those guys, your foreheads. Yeah, what was that? Arnold said that to Jesse? Uh, no, he said it while he was in the car being interviewed by Jesse because the guys were razzing him. And that's an Austrian um, the F -word insult. Is? Yeah, like you're, you're a forehead. Close the doors, guys, your foreheads. Uh, that was explained to me. I don't Jesse, get it. I, I, why did you call him a forehead? You know, Arnold, Jesse, next time I in your movie, I will save you. Really, Arnold? He thought he was like, had a, an announcement, and he was just saying, <laughs> I promise to save you next time, not kill you. Did they do a movie together? Running Man. And uh, not Platoon. I ain't got time to die. Yeah, I ain't got time to bleed. That's that Platoon. Was, oh, right? to bleed, no, right. Platoon. Yeah. That's not Platoon. Yeah. It's. Jean-Claude Van Damme, what Predator? Predator. predator. No. Yeah. He was kind of a badass in that movie. Yeah, yes. he didn't even have time to bleed. You're hit. You're bleeding, <laughs> man. I that means you're busy. You're busy then. Yeah, you got stuff going on. I don't have I can't bleed here. What did he make? Did he make decent money for those roles? I'm fully vested. 
in uh, what is what is it? The uh, he's got his card. Cobra uh, S. Sat. What is SAG? it? SAG. 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 I'm yeah. fu- today. I'm fully vested in SAG for my retirement. He had told that me that one time. He's got his first dime, and he doesn't. He'll spend money on stuff he likes, like his the not Lexus. What is that thing called? The Tesla. Yeah, the Tesla. He's he got the nice one. Yeah, he's got the really nice. You got to get him in here again to do that. We need to have him in here, and we need to have Mishki in here and talk about his book. I know. I'll work on him. And I can't go to. Wasn't Tommy's thing? Was that? But it was in Wisconsin. Did you get that invite, Johnny? Uh, yeah. Well, I I've been invited to three. I haven't made it to any. <laughs> what a shitty friend you are! I, I, I wanted to go to that. I wanted to go to the one he had at Sweeney's, but I don't know why we didn't. We had another thing going on that night. You had to go look at the Dayton's lights. Yeah, I, that's the weekend. Unfortunately, I went to Bismarck, so I was in Bismarck. Okay. What are we talking? Michigan only stuff. No, it's it was open. It wasn't. It was. Yeah, was it was casual. Yeah, get a book. Get a book. He you probably know. knew you were out of town, Kenny. I I wasn't invited. You wrote a book mm-hmm. about what? Winter. I think about your butt. I, I read right it. Up, you did. You is it I right did. up Garage Logic's alley? Um, Old school, and I don't mean political. Yeah, it's like vignettes, basically about winter and why we. Should He's all not love coming it. on, GL. I got news for you. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk to you. Just no, not no. even not even for the book, just for no, the No, Tom won't come on. Oh, oh he, he probably come second. on. Yeah, he's, ah, he's he wants to sell books, on. number one. Yeah. But he, he uh where did on. I was he oh he was out with Lori and Julia last week or two weeks ago? Shut up. I'm not joking. In studio? Yeah. Oh. I wish I would have known that. I would have went and said hi to him. He'd come on if for nothing. And he's, he was great with Lori and Julia. It was yeah. He that was the funniest thing he did. I forget how many years ago it was. He came by the booth. And it was me and Frat doing the beer show. Oh. Yeah, so it's seven o'clock at right. night. He goes, I love the beer show. He's just standing <laughs> on the sidewalk screaming at me. <laughs> oh, he's funnier than hell. When he's not even trying to be. Yeah. I just had to do a half hour interview with Kylie, Kyle Sheely, who's doing a documentary about Tommy. Oh, that really? Was, yeah. That was fun. So basically, we just talked about Tommy for a half hour. Yeah, how's Kyle? He's good. He's good. Is he still at CCO? No. No. He was in here a couple of weeks ago. Might have been the same time he was going to talk to Johnny. It was. He was talking to Ginny. He said, oh, maybe oh, I shouldn't hmm. be spilling all this on the council. I don't know. No, about, that's okay. That's about, not a big deal. About Tommy for the documentary. Yeah. Got When's it. the documentary coming out? That I do not know. He said he would send me a little note and let me know. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd well, I feel, that. you know, I've known Tommy all my life. Nobody called me. Well, let me tell you about the real Tommy. I just hope they get into the documentary when he went up to the uh, military office at Creton and asked to see Colonel Clink. That's just, <laughs> I can got, just see him. Yes, they, uh, is Colonel Clink just in there? He, uh, he, he finished at Highland High School. He, he got kicked back here. No, they didn't have quite the sense of humor. And when you opened that door to the military office, which is on the second floor in the corner, it was like, Cheech and Chong, but it was cigarettes. All those guys in there smoke. You open the door, and it was just wafting out. Uh, that's funny. Went to a dance with my wife's sister. Get lucky? I don't think so. 
His mama named him Tommy. All right, am I going to T1 or T2? Oh, my God, I could not think of anything worse to do right now than go to the airport. I feel bad for you. I got up at 4.30 this morning. Is it just in Nuthouse right now? Uh, it is in spurts. But and now, see, Sun Country will have a whole block of flights going out this afternoon, and it's families going places. So it, there's kids everywhere. And oh, it just, my God. It shuts everything I down. I barely like my own kids. Let's see. I'll look and I'll pull up Zovis and see what we got. But is, is tomorrow the, the worst day? Would tomorrow be the worst? Uh, but next three mornings are going to be just killer. Uh, more so at T2. How, how's the spirit line doing these days? Spirit line. I saw a video. It was two gals. They were going to Vegas on a spirit flight. And I'm thinking, and it just said, you, yeah. we have officially reached hell on earth. Yeah, it, that's oh my exactly God. what it is. Oh, I know you ain't doing that to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's very entertaining. Oh, no, that I, I, uh, let's see. Oh, we want to see Zovis, don't we? I flew spirit once to where was i going i think i took him to denver years ago i think i took it to detroit one time oh yeah it was when i bought that traverse last january i flew spirit oh dear god all right what's your wait times at we got 17 passengers in line 56 31 three minutes four minutes okay t1 is fine your checkpoints at Checkpoint one is only 35 passengers, three minutes, and six minutes at checkpoint two. So they're not real busy right now. Do you know what, speaking of the Giuliani case, Johnny, I was going to say this during the show. Did I learned this the other day, courtesy of Mike Fredoloni. Do you know that student loans are not allowed to be included in any bankruptcy filings? I did not know that. Really. I did not know that either. Huh. And I find that shocking, but then again, not surprising since they're government loans. There, I thought I'd just add that. Okay, it's because I was adding your Rudy okay, Giuliani thanks story. Okay, looking sports to the uh, to the website. Hey, uh, Rook, yeah. when you fill in for me, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of new features we've got here that I need to show you. You got her. Get them down. <laughs> Get her done. I got news for you. <laughs> when is it? Well, it was going to be next week, but Joe just said, F it. We're not doing the show. Got, it. <laughs> got her. But there's going to be uh, going to be a few days. Copy on that. Hell, I'm carrying over a week from 23. The only vacation I took last year was to help Jess's dad. That was fun. Yeah. That was a good time. Party. Oh. All right. I don't mind. I, I don't mind. I don't mind that we're working next week. What else are we gonna do? A guy has to have a place to go. Yeah. Well, she's going to be my problem is I just have too many. All right. See you, bros. With the kids. Oh, my God. By the end of next week, that's going to be a bit problematic. And mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. <laughs> oh. John, you're not go going anywhere for the holidays, are you? I am not. 
I am not. Well. Well, then. Well, then. Oh. Yeah. 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 LeBron's not playing tonight. Oh, really? That's just, you know what that is? That's shitty. Is it one of those, you know, well, rest nights off? See you, Ken. Well, because you know some poor bastard bought tickets for his kid to go see that overpaid pain in the ass, and then he's not going to play. And so some kid's going to, oh, okay, I get to see him in streak. I hate that shit. Sorry for my profanity, town council, but that stuff really irritates me. You make $60 million a year. I think that's quite literally his salary. Take your scheduled days off at home then. <laughs> Seriously. I agree with you. I just can't get worked up about it. <laughs> I mean, I agree completely though. It's just, I, you know, I'm not going to. Right. I got to stop following that account. They, they put up a bad accidents and stuff, and I don't want to see that. I've had to delete about. 10 accounts in the last week because it's all stuff like that. And I don't know why I'm getting them. Well, I know why I'm getting them. Yeah. But <laughs> Algorithms. Because, no, because somebody's an idiot. <laughs> Somebody who might own the place is an idiot uh, and has no uh, protections. Anymore. Yeah, but, you know, freedom of speech, John. I'm almost uh, to the point of freedom of speech with the uh, X where I may be leaving it. So, <laughs> well, I would do probably zero social media if I didn't have this job. I'd probably do Facebook and that's it. Only because that at least you can get rid of everything you don't like. What? Remind him Thursday and Friday. Who? Joe. When you guys go back, these bathrooms are shut Hold down. on, start over. The restaurant water's being shut down in this building Thursday and Friday next week. Yeah, I sent out that email that nobody reads. Well, nobody reads your emails. I, I can't help you that. Just, just these ones? The whole building. So you guys are going all the way to TV. Are, I'm not joking when I say this. Will there will there be signs up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. But, it, you know. I got to go take a dump. So I understand when, you know, I'm worried about on-air talent, which you guys fall into. And we're the only ones that will be in the building. Uh, TV and radio, there will be TV people here, too. There are. Tuesday, Wednesday, their whole building shut down. So come this side. <sighs> I'm taking the week off. <laughs> so I mentioned doing the parking lot, but I'm not going to be here necessarily next week to remind you guys, but it's a little bit of a run to go to the restaurant. I'll think about Sorry, you, Chris. I'll just pee outside. I'm like, knock yourself out. I can Yeah. You guys come use my bathroom while we're doing the show. <laughs> Shut up, John. Shut up, John. Oh, God. John, uh, you need to be here next week. Yeah, why don't you come nope. in, John? Yeah, yeah. Dan's asking you to be here next week. Nope. Dan's, Dan's the one that said I never have to show up again for a show. So You're a <laughs> son of a bitch is what you are. Uh, I almost kissed him on the cheeks for telling me that. Gross. I'm just kidding. I didn't really almost kiss him on the cheeks. All right, I got to do some stuff, and then I got to I got to get home because I got to get the kids off the bus today. 
All right, then I will see you tomorrow. See you, Johnny. Okay. Bye. See ya.